It begins on May 9th. You're right off the bat, we're like, well, way like, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. You're like, we're not about that. That's your Kevin voice? <laughs> a man and his wife. <laughs> okay, things are not going well so far. Live. Please. Enough. <laughs> That's it. It's Mornings with Kevin and Jen. I'm Kevin Smith. Jen Schwalbach. Prenups are for pussies. Recently separated. <laughs> no, <we're> not. <laughs> You're not kidding, right? You're kidding. Don't be serious. Please don't leave me. <laughs> this is with the eyes. Sir, Smodcast Internet Radio. SIR launches on May 9th at Smodcast.com. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. You know how I feel about marketing, right? It's become cost prohibitive for small and weird niche cool stuff for people or movies to get the word out about what they got or who they are, what they're doing, man, because uh, it's pricey. It's pricey to put ads out there in the world. Then you see a movie on Netflix and you're like, I haven't even heard of this movie before. Oh, that is so frustrating because you, when you got something, you know people will like, you got no way of getting it noticed, man. It's frustrating. That is why you should advertise on Sir. See, for the first two weeks we're on the air, We're going to sell two-minute live reads for the jaw-droppingly low price of $200. Can you believe that shit? You write up some copies, some info on what you're selling. You drop $200 in the Smotco PayPal account, and boom. You're marketing like McDonald's, son. You get to hear your ad on Sir, read by Hollywood movie star Jason Mewes or noted chubby chaser Jennifer Schwalbach or that heavyset dude who's always having trouble with planes, man. You get four chances to sell your wares or yourself with a Sir ad. The first time during the live broadcast of either Smorning with Jen and Kev or Jay and Silent Bob Get Jobs. The second time when it's re-aired later on that day. The third time when it's re-aired the next morning. And then the fourth time and forevermore when the show is podcasted into the library. Every one of you can be a merchant. Do you understand that? You ask old Jack Dorsey, Mr. Twitter himself, the man whose name my wife calls out when she climaxes. He'll tell you the same with his square thing advertise you got a podcast advertise you got a blog we'll do an ad two minute read about your blog man comic book store hockey club or a rink um a record uh a deli or a convenience store um your indie flick uh, a garage sale dude how awesome would it be to hear a commercial on the radio for your garage sale um or your twitter account why not just be like i want a two minute ad about how cool i am maybe pick up some followers man you tell us you let us know this is a fun way to grow your little business while we grow ours. Get started by emailing Trisha at smodcast.com, T-R-I-C-I-A at smodcast.com, and she'll help you out and advertise on Sir, damn it. What's going on, year 2011? Matt Cohen here from the future. Oh, shit, you didn't expect that, did you? Why would you? You live in a time where time travel isn't uh, readily available yet, nor is inter- time dimensional communication which is what's going on right now they call it intertime dimensional communication you may think i i'm not saying that right but that's what they call it in the future how would you know you live in the past and i look 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 we got off to a bad start why am i hey why is matt cohen talking to me from the future before i listen to a podcast and the present which he's on also and why how does he sound the same a uh this shit don't crack you know what i mean and B, I'm talking to you from the future because I'm your friend. I want to help you out. I've been your friend throughout the last foreseeable years. I know this because I'm in the future and I know what happens. Uh, don't even ask me about television because I don't want to give out spoiler alerts, all right? And speaking of spoiler alerts, I don't want to tell you what happens with the world, but let me clue you in on something. All that money you guys are worried about, you know, oh no, Obamanomics and, and high income tax for the rich and what, oh, what's going to happen with... The stock exchange, none of it matters. 
Because here's what happens. In about 20 years or so, and again, I don't want to spoil the exact date because I want to keep it fun for you guys. Money goes out the window. Psh, it means nothing. We don't need it anymore. The gold it was based on gets melted down and turned into grills, and everyone wears grills now. But that, that doesn't matter because everyone wears them in the world, so it's kind of devalued. I'll tell you what becomes our new system of bartering and economy in, in, in the bright, beautiful future. Comic books... And comic book swag. And here's what I would do if I were you. If I had a time machine. See, I don't have a time machine. I just have the ability to talk to people in the past through the means of uh, podcasting. But if I did have a time machine, I would go back to, I don't know, the year 2011. And I would head down to Golden Apple Comics. That's right. Golden Apple Comics serving Hollywood for over 25 years. And the Hollywood area, of course. And you can find them online at goldenapplecomics.com on the internet, which which still existed, I believe, in 2011. I, again, no spoiler alerts, but enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, go to goldenapple.com and just hoard yourself on comic books and, and comic book merchandise. They got t-shirts. They got action figures. They got rare signed stuff. They have crazy events where you can meet the creators, get stuff signed, and then hoard it. Because in about, oh, I don't know. 30 to 40 or so years again no spoiler alerts you're gonna want those comic books because then you're gonna use them to trade for food for your family so they don't die of dysentery which is rampaging all over uh the western hemisphere dysentery is like oh so annoying at this point with the dysentery i wish i had more comic books so i could buy goods and medicine if only in the year 2011 i'd gone to golden apple comics and stocked me up i would have been set so folks Take a tip from the future, head to Golden Apple Comics, get some comic books, get some t-shirts, get some, some mini busts, because all of those things in the future is what the world thrives on, and you're going to be in the future, huh? Exactly. That's a message from me, Sergeant at Arms, Matt Cohen. That's another whole story, but goldenapplecomics.com. Check them out. Save your future. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Bag and Boarded here live at Wizard World Anaheim. Uh, I am Matt Cohen. Thank you for joining us. As always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Golden Apple Comics and GoldenAppleComics.com and the even finer folks. I'm not going to make that distinction. They're both A-OK fucking guys at uh, the Smodcast Network. Usually, uh, I do this show from the Smodcastle in Hollywood, but today we are here live from the uh, Anaheim Convention Center in, uh, I wanted to call it Wizard World, California. In fact, I'm going to call it that. We're in Wizard World fucking California. Like, just guys with pointy hats everywhere. Like, I turned into a frog three times today. I got better twice, so that means I'm still a frog. But I got a Thor hammer from someone at a booth, so I'm throg, if that makes it all better in some weird way. Uh, I am at a Comic-Con, folks, and um, if anyone's been to a Comic-Con before, they know it is definitely uh, an interesting slice of life you get to experience. Uh, a lot of, like, you see a lot of, like, questionably, like, should you be wearing that Miss Marvel's, like, lugging around, like, little Jedi kids, or, like, you know what I mean? Two dudes get into a pa 
passionate fight over like what was a better fucking Battlestar Starbuck. Meanwhile, I mentioned Battlestar to my mom. My mom blew me away. I called my mother today and she was like, who's at the Comic Con? And I was like, oh, some, you know, uh, Charles Fleischer just to fuck with her. She was like, Roger Rabbit's there? My jaw fucking dropped. I was like, there's a reason I was from your ovaries, lady. Um, and then, and then, uh, uh, not Roger Rabbit, but I, um, I mentioned, I was like, oh, some people from Battlestar Galactica. My mom's like, are you gonna talk to Scott Bakula? Now, if you'd asked me yesterday if my mom had any fucking clue who Scott Bakula was, I would have probably said no. Or like, why are you asking me about my mom? That's weird. I don't even know you, man. That's my lady. Stay away. But no, so my mom's up on the, the guests here, and there are a lot of cool guests here. Um, who did I see? Uh, like I said, Roger Rabbit is here. Uh, uh, Ernie Hudson, Winston Zeddemore is here at Wizard World Anaheim. There are, uh, some, let's see, like I said, Trisha Helper, a lot of Battlestar people. Uh, and there are a lot of comic book creators here at Wizard World Anaheim, too. And ladies and gentlemen, I have the privilege of being joined by one right now. It is my honor to introduce to you on Bagged and Boarded. You all know him and love him. Please welcome Mr. Judd Winnick. <laughs> Good segue. I timed that well. How are you, yeah. man? Yeah, no, no, I meant to come five minutes late just to get all that preamble. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, built, I built you up. I was talk, I talk so much about you, dude. Oh, thank you. I like, they've that. all met the mystery now. You know, what, what do you guys think, right? I, I, <laughs> is he as... Um, he has a gleam to him, right? Like, there's an aura you could totally feel about him. See that's, what I mean? I was just going to shave my head. That's Me all. too, dude. Yeah. Look, we got two... Uh, the, the shine off of both of us can blind this room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because he's got lots of testosterone. Exactly, dude. As, How, ma- as you know, many of us comic creators, you know, decide to go bald. I, I don't know that we decide or... No, yeah, it's true. It's it's an embr- it's, I think we embrace... A lot of uh, comic book people or geeks in general embrace it, though. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm 26. I started balding at 23, and I was like, I'm so sorry. fuck it. It's all right. <laughs> you can, see, that's the thing. A lot of people are sorry, but I started shaving it. So, like, it was... Uh-huh. Statham did it for me, man. Really? I asked a girl once. I was like, you think I could shave my head? She was like, you know how much pussy Jason Statham gets? Infinite pussy. And I was like, I didn't true. even know that was a measure of pussy. Yeah. Head shaved right now, man. He does make movies, though. He does. It, so it, I'm, it isn't just the head. Isn't, you know? He doesn't just walk around with <laughs> yeah. a shaved head. And no, chicks are like him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll work. I'll work on getting a talent. You're doing fine, though. Let me tell you. You are a very talented shaved head man, though, sir. Thank, thank you. I thank you for that. being here. Um, how are you? How are you enjoying yourself here at Wizard World Anaheim? Oh, I'm loving it. It's really. Um, it is my first time doing Wizard World Anaheim, and uh, it has been. Very busy, great people. It's been a lot, a lot, of, a lot of action, right? Now you do, yeah. you do the con circuit pretty regularly, or no? I I do a couple of the big ones. I've seen you at like San Diego before. I've been doing San Diego for like yeah, like fifteen, sixteen years. Um, always do uh, uh, a WonderCon. Oh, up in San Fran, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That that one's kind of easy because I live there, so you know, okay, so that works. I, I like yeah. a convention I can take a bus to. That's like there's a fish concert at the Hollywood Bowl. I'm very psyched for. I'm gonna fucking walk there, stoned. It's the it's the greatest in like day of my life, man. It's time saving. It's exactly. Know, yeah, it's yeah. almost not. Yeah, it almost feels like you're cheating, right? You know, that's, that's what I mean. Like yeah. it shouldn't be like it's in your like it's it an extension be this on your easy. It's an extension on your house almost. Like you can go into <laughs> slank it or whatever. You know, um, for those of you who who might not know your works. First and foremost, um, I I think a lot of people discovered you on the real world, yeah. San Francisco. How did that come about, man? Because from a from about eight to seventeen, my point in life was to get on the like I thought that was my destiny I to be on the. Say, yeah, the show was on seventeen years ago, which puts you what around ten years old. Uh, yeah. I was I was I was a youngin when your season yeah. was on, but I yeah. watched vividly, oh, man. 
How did that come about that you got that you got on the real world? I was a fan. I mean, this is you know, this is like the dark ages of reality television. This is you know how it all started. So this is the and forgive me talking about like the early days of reality television and like saying what it meant used to mean something is sort of like talking about like the early days of porn. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it used to be. Can we curse on this? I fucking go for Good. it. Good. You can say rim job if you want. It will probably come up many, many, many. All times. right, awesome. But yeah, no, it is like. Talking about like the early days of porn and like, I mean, it, about when, you know, when people just used to, you know, you know, you know, fuck and do it for the money it was and pure. the joy of it. Not just like <laughs> I want to do, you know, five or six ones and go on the strip circuit or get a website. Nah, man. But, there, but, but here's the thing. Real, real world was the first reality show that. Yeah. I mean, and it, and just it, real world and cops. I yeah, I guess, that, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. America's yeah. most wanted maybe, but, and, but it, there was a purity to it because mm-hmm. you guys were just kids. Yeah. There was no, you, there was no correlation to like, I go on a reality show, then I can get on fucking celebrity rehab, and then I could show my tits in fucking FHM or whatever. Yes. There, there was no map to success from reality. So why at, at that age were you like, this seems like something I'll, I want to put myself out there in front of the whole world? I thought the worst thing that could happen would be that I'd get free rent and a chance to be on TV for like six months. And like, how, how much could I fuck that up? I don't know. It's like, I'm, you know, I, I mean, I thought, like, I'm not a total fucking idiot. I, I, I actually, I've watched the show. I see how people go wrong. Uh, not knowing at all what I was getting into. Did you, but, did you like pick a, a stereotype beforehand? You know, there's always like the militant black guy, like that, like. I the, tried to do the militant black guy, but I could tell right away it wasn't working. Didn't work out for In the room, it just wasn't working. It they wasn't had, they had a production meeting really quickly. They were yeah. like, yeah, we weren't I looking. I don't think this is our particular militant black guy. It's, it's an easier way to go than the other militant black guys we've had on no, previous seasons. Absolutely, season. man. But I, what happened, truth though, I think I came off like a much bigger dick in the interview process than I was. Um, cause it's easy when people are asking you like all kinds of just like sort of like, you know, not snotty questions, but personal questions, you can be a smart ass. And that's what I did. I don't think I gave a straight answer on anything. I was just smart ass thing after one after another. How old were you when this? 24. 24. So, okay. Yeah. And um, it's in your hometown too, right? San Fran. I mean, no, so I moved out for the show and I never left. Oh, did you really do? Yeah, Where are you from originally? New York. Where in New York? Long Island. Where in Long Island? Dicks Hills. I'm from Syosset, man. That's so fucked up. We're from like three towns away, people. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The fucking streams just crossed. <laughs> How are you all still alive? Uh, so, so you moved out to San Fran uh, from Dicks Hills to the, the real world? Syosset, like of all things. That's a shit, man. But, but I know what you're talking about. So, yeah. so wow. So at the age of 24, you're out in San Fran. I, no, no. I'll, so I'll tell you what you know. So what got me out there was that um, out of college, uh, okay, what I wanted to do in my life, I wanted to be a professional cartoonist. I wanted to actually do a syndicated comic strip like Bloom County, like Doonesbury, that's all I ever wanted. And uh, I did a comic strip, a daily comic strip at school at University of Michigan. It's called Nuts and Bolts. And I did it literally for like five days a week for about three years. Holy shit. Yeah. So I was, no, I was doing it. And then I got a development deal right out of school. So it was all working out. You know, I got a, this deal with Universal Press Syndicate and I was going to do it. I was going to do comic strips. You were going to have a strip in the newspapers. Like, yeah. You were funny yeah. books, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, I was going to develop it for like a year with like, they pay me a little tiny bit of money, but I was going to, you know, at the end of 12 months, they're going to start trying to, you know, sell me to newspapers. Then after nine months, uh, they fired me. They changed my, they said, we don't think it's working and dumped me that. They came the strip and that was that? That was it. I never got into any papers. It was just lost in development and you could have fucking killed me. I was just, I was, I was just dying. You thought that was going to be it, right? This it? was your fucking plan. Like you had made the big, you'd set up. My dreams be had it. come true. Everything I ever did. Within like a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's like, hey, you know, I was always, my father even told me, it's like, 
all that stuff with you just like reading all the comic books and buying CDs and stuff. You're right. We're wrong. It's all working yeah, out. Right? You know, it was great. You Can know? you imagine if it didn't work out? He'd be like, you're a fucking dick, Judd. He's getting close. <laughs> He's getting close to like, I don't know what you're thinking you're going to do. Like, go to LA and wait tables or something? Like, what, how can you make this cartoon? And my parents are unbelievably supportive. Always were. But coming out of school was sort of like, what are you going to do? No, yeah, there's always that though. So when, when the comic strip went away, how did, what, what was, what, what compelled you to go, all right, maybe I'll be on TV? Uh, pure uncut desperation. So it was like the timeline was like, I got like this bad news, like the winter of, uh, it was like 93. I was living in, the truth was I was living in Boston in this shitty apartment with Brad Meltzer. Okay, absolutely. You know, Brad um, Meltzer, who everyone knows, oh, it was actually the man who brought me back in the comics with identity crisis. There you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. He's so got a TV Br- show now. Yes. A lot of Mercedes SUVs in it, if you guys watch. <laughs> a lot of good product. Yeah, yeah. It's good times. Tons of it. Brad, name over the title. So <laughs> Bradley was my roommate in college, and so we were living the shithole in uh, Boston. And uh, Brad went off to Columbia Law School, and I was basically broke and had to move back in with my mom and dad on the island. Back to Dick's Hills. That's a move you don't want to. If you guys aren't from Long Island, which I don't think any of you are, moving back to Long Island is not. I mean, it's it's that or like r- rusty razor blades look kind of pretty at that <laughs> moment. You know what I mean? Like Long Island's a beautiful place, but it is the fucking succubus of the universe. Yeah, when you grow up there, you don't want to go back. In terms of just energy, yeah, it's going. It's, it's it depends who you are. Some people want to live their whole lives there. I know tons of people. We're who apparently do. not those people. Yeah, I got out pretty quick. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, yeah. I had to go back, and then I was, a fa- and I was a fan of the show. I'd seen the first two seasons. Was New York, London? Is that is that what it was? Right? New York, and then L.A. Okay, L.A. Yeah, and yeah. coming off L.A., L.A. was a season where they just like kind of fought a lot, and David got kicked off the show. That was when the, that was exactly that was yeah. when the show started to be that kind of um, uh, confrontational, yeah. and and, yeah. and and you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So going into it. You know, I actually didn't know what to expect, but I did know that I could probably work this. I could probably go in there and do good interviews. So I. So I applied just in, and one, my, my, my videotape, uh, you know, you do like a videotape presentation interview. I was standing on the Long Island Expressway with, uh, which if uh, it's, it's this giant expressway on Long Island. And actually I was telling them like, this is the Long Island Expressway as cars are barreling past <laughs> me. This is the only way in and out of Long Island. And I'm here to present the metaphor of cars barreling past it. I'm kind of stuck here and I really want to get out. <laughs> As you're standing in the middle of the fucking LA. Yeah, Just yeah, to yeah. the side, there's a little bit dangerous. And Brad Meltzer shot the video, so that was fun. Um, so I did that. It like took six months to decide. MTV's like, if this guy is willing to get hit by a car on a freeway, we need him on television. Yeah, yeah. you know, showed a little something. You were a precursor to Tom Green, dude. A little bit. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Tom owes me some. Uh, so uh, yeah. So after that, it's it's a whole process of like do, like doing an application, and then they fly you out, and you. Do I think interviews. a lot of people might know about the process through the Dave Eggers book, uh, "Heartbreaking Work yeah. of Staggering Genius," which he actually mentions you in. Yes, I, he I does. Remember. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I met Dave after that. I Man, no, Dave. A little so bit. so it, it's a real long process, right? Like, it took like six months. You you basically uh, make a request for an application. You fill out the application. I and I wrote out the application like five times, but when then I wrote it out by hand, I put like some doodles and drawings and crap in it and made it seem like I was doing it off the cuff even though I planned it out to the letter. Because you're like, I'm the cool hip cartoonist yeah, dude but, you want on the show. No, it's all very calculated <laughs> and they liked it. I mean, it sort of began with like, I'm a cartoonist stuck on Long Island, please help. You know, um, I'm tired of people repaving their driveways every hour. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of that. I love Billy no, Joel, yeah. but I think I might be done. Um, so, yeah. And after that, you, you, yeah, they, they interview you on the phone and videotape it. Then they have someone follow you around for a day. Then they fly you out to, uh, LA for final interviews where they interview you over a course of a couple of days. And for that, they like bring out 20 people 
And I think them is sort of the creative process. In groups, too? No, or, okay. no, you never see anybody else. They make a so, big point of that. So they bring out like 20 people in total and wean it down to eight, right? Is that what it was? Seven. Or seven, okay. Seven, picked up seven people, house. excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and they sort of just get the vibe off like, you know, it's not even necessarily who's the best. It's sort of like who's going to work well. With who with who other people. And, yeah. and you yeah. got it. Were you, were you surprised that you got it? Well, when you're in it that far... You know, when it goes to from, they let you know, like 30,000 people applied and now we're down to like 20, like there's 20 people left. Yeah, you know, it's like a good it shot. It isn't so much yeah, surprise, yeah. like, you know, every time you get a little further. And to be honest, you got to be a little bit of an egotistical asshole to think you're going to get on this thing in the first place. I mean, it's like, the, I'm so fucking interesting that the entire that, world. Yeah, that I should be on television. We're talking on that show right now. Okay, dude. there we we're, go. We're man. on the audio version of that <laughs> shit, so no worries. Um, so, so you finally dig it on, and, and, and the season was, um, was a bit of a controversy. I know yeah. they, they asked you guys, um, beforehand, for those of you who don't know, um, that season of The Real World, there was a guy on the show named Pedro. Yeah. Who, who was HIV positive, who mm-hmm. wound up passing away. But they cast him knowing that, right? Yeah. And they, they asked you guys if you were all cool living with someone with HIV and stuff Not like even, that. Not even, well, they let us know. Well, they weren't even checking necessarily if all of us were cool, but, um, well, they, they, yeah, they did. They actually did, you know, would you be alright with it? They didn't want it, they didn't want it to be the confrontation with it where people just weirded out and couldn't do the show. So they asked us ahead of time, you know, how would you feel about living with someone who's HIV positive? And, um, I wrote about it later, but I mean, I and absolutely, and that kind of became the story of that season. And then years later, you, you wound up writing writing a book about your experience. It's that, called yeah. Pedro and Me, right? That, that's a, if anyone hasn't read it, it's fantastic, oh, and it won you. tons of awards and stuff like that. Thank you. Um, what what was that like? I mean, I don't want to get to the negative, but like obviously, it inspired that that short time with Pedro inspired mm-hmm. your entire kind of yeah. life afterwards. Because you you've even you, I mean, we'll talk about your comic work, but you've mm-hmm. brought tropes of of that into some characters. Oh, totally. You, work, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, it's. I mean, I I owe a lot to the real world in so many different ways. I mean, beginning with it's you know, uh, you know Pam Ling, who was one of my housemates, is now my wife. You know, we met on that the works. show. Started, <laughs> yeah, no, we started dating a year later, and we've been together ever since. Um, with uh, Pedro, Pedro was my roommate, and uh, we got really close. And he was this, this extraordinary person. He was 22 years old, and um, you could you just knew he was going to do the amazing. The amazing things were going to happen because of him. It was the first time people actually met someone who was living with AIDS in a real way. Well, that was, and the first time they showed it on television, and the first yeah. time, and the first time it wasn't presented as like alien, weird, gay guy who's sick. He was yeah. a guy you all you loved, fucking Pedro. He was, yeah. I mean, even even on television, the, no, he, came he was through. he was funny. He was well spoken. You know, he's really handsome. Yeah, yeah know, totally. Looked like a soap opera actor. You know. Um, had a funny accent. Everything worked, and we knew people it, love a funny accent, man. I've been trying did. to cultivate one we, for years. No, we, we would we would openly mock him, and it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um, so it was supposed to. Uh, part of it, I think, was like is this kind of odd stress reaction. You know, he really became like my little brother, and we looked out for him. We 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 talked about it later that we openly lied a little bit when we were doing the show because we knew he was sicker than he was presenting himself, and we you know we chose not to talk about it. Um, but uh, I mean, because. To, to steal a phrase like from a 24 year old dude who's into cartoons moving from yeah. Long Island to that, that is the real fucking world. That yeah, must have, that must have been, I, Oh no, it totally was not the experience. A kind of a life changing moment, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well no, I was, uh, and I talked about it a lot. You know, I really saw myself as like a real sort of hardcore liberal and then sort of faced with, you know, now it's like, you now time to actually put that shit into action. <laughs> you know, it's like here you are facing, you know, now you're, you know, sleeping five feet away from you is a guy who's living with AIDS. So, you know, deal with it. And I had to. But the, I was, we were all were really lucky that Pedro was an AIDS educator and knew all our bullshit ahead of time. 
he knew everything we might be thinking and worrying about and all that. And he would talk. He educated us. And, 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 and the nation at that, that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he knew taught, what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was, a, he was a savvy little motherfucker. He knew that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By talking to us while the cameras are rolling, he's talking to all of them. Absolutely. And dude. he knew that. And after a little while, I was like, oh, you, dude, you're so. And, you, and you've been it. spreading his message. You, you did the book Pager and Me. Um, you, yeah. You've worked a lot of mainstream comics. And that was. Yeah. The, I remember when, when you started writing Green Lantern and I, I saw Judd Winnick started popping up. And then mm. someone told me, you know, that's Judd from the real world. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of people went through that similar thing yeah. where you don't expect many real worlders or road rulers to start writing your favorite fucking comic books yeah. years down the line. Well, hopefully just me. Yeah, yeah was that, was that, but did you, did you, was that something you grew up, where you grew up into comic books or was it always the strip thing? Because. No, I, that was, it was, it was odd how that, well, again, the, the two things came together because this book I did about Pedro. You know, what we, you know, Pam and I went around, we lectured about him for about two years and it got too emotionally draining. Then I, um, at that point I actually had a syndicated comic strip out there and, um, I decided just to give it a shot that I want to tell his story in this way. So it was the first time I ever did a long form story like in that, this. In that medium, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, because I, I grew up reading superhero comics. It was a huge, I mean, it was, you know, it's, I'm, you know, a big fanboy from way back, but it was never something I ever thought about doing. I loved it. And I was not an indie comic guy. So the, like, black and white comics and drawing like that. So it never clicked until I said, fuck it, let me try. And I gave it a shot and I spent about two and a half years working on the book. And when it was done, it's like, you know what? This is how I want to tell stories. And, you know, got a publisher, the book came out, and that's when I started working on Barry Ween because I wanted to do something totally opposite. Child genius, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, a 10-year-old boy who blows things up and says, fuck every third word, which, you know, could not be further away from doing Pedro on me. And around <laughs> that, um, Bob Shrek, who was the uh, publisher on Oni Press, Bob left Oni Press, who I did some work for, um, went over to DC Comics. It was at that point that Bob just picked up the phone and called me. He had read Pedro and Me. He actually read an early draft. I mean, because Pedro and Me had been Eisner nominated, right? And, yeah. and, and I mean, Neil Gaiman and, and Frank Miller, and it had been raved about. That's by, a fun, by here, a you know, here's a funny story I never told um, about those guys and yeah. why they gave me quotes. I went on, so it's like 1990, and I was like, dude, so like, it's like 2001, around there, 2000. Um, after WonderCon, the Comic Legal Defense Fund was putting together a floating comic book convention uh, where they took a ton of creators and basically gave us a free trip on the Princess Cruise, like literally an ocean liner, like the love boat, and sold tickets for fans to come on the boat with That's us. All, they have that for out. like jam bands and shit. They yeah. have like Mo Cruise. They have that for comic book creators? Not anymore. This is the only time they did it. Cause okay, because it, it wasn't... It was like 80, uh, 500 comic book nerds on a beach in the Bahamas. Like, what do we do? No, I wish. <laughs> it was like a one for one. Like, there was like 30 of us and like 29. You got now. to know the fans real well over yeah. the course of that trip. Yeah. yeah. You know, most of them were good people. Some not. Like, <laughs> some drunk dude, like, you know, giving Frank Miller crap was like, and it was it's real shitty. There's only 30 people. You're like, we should just throw that motherfucker overboard. <laughs> Thinking about it. No one will miss him. <laughs> no, and it was, it was quite a group. I mean, it was, it was, uh, Neil Gaiman, Frank Miller, Matt Wagner, the Hernandez brothers. Wow. Chris Chris Ware, um, oh God, Dan Klaus, uh, you, you know, you, at that time, every gigantic name in comics and me who managed to sneak in there because I think someone else canceled and I knew a couple <laughs> of people. Um, and I had um, some early galleys of the book, which I deliberately got like 30 or 40 copies to and gave it out to all like, oh, my heroes are there. And I wasn't shopping for quotes. I just wanted them to read it. Oh, by the way, Will Eisner's there too. All right, that, that makes it a little bit... So, yeah. Will Eisner's there. So it's literally every great comic book creator of all fucking time, almost. Neil yeah. Adams. On a boat, yeah. I could keep going. I mean, like it was, it was really like that. Uh, Mark Wade's there, and like uh, yeah, everyone who I'd ever admired, and they What was there. the buffet like? Hilarious. We had a great time. It was like Frank Miller cutting off Will Eisner and shit. You know what I mean? Just Oh, no, one of, the, one of my favorite experiences watching 
Frank Miller, Neil Gaiman, and Will Eisner from like 30 feet away, they're, they're like at a table by themselves just talking. And finding out later that it's like Neil and Frank are like just being like boys. They were just like, geeking out. Oh, and the they're, fucking fan, they're being fanboys <laughs> and they're grilling the man and they're having the greatest time. That's having a awesome, drinks. Man. And like you could, no one was going over, but you could tell what was happening just in the body language of Frank Miller and Neil Gaiman or like a hot They were out doing the, the fucking flap thing. Yeah, no, they're, and they've known him for years, but it was the first opportunity for them like to talk to him for like hours at a time. That's awesome, dude. In and out yeah, of conversation. Yeah, yeah. So that's how you, and that's how you met those cats on that boat. You handed out copies of Pedro and me. Yeah, and I had one like, the most amazing experience of my life was just, you know, I, uh, like Frank and I actually hadn't like spoke, spoke and like, I'm really tight with Bob Shrek who like, you know, is like, like Frank's one of his best friends. But like, we're like passing each other in the hall and he goes, Oh, Judd, Judd, like grace my shoulder. Cause I just read Pedro, mate. It was amazing. Like, I'm, I'm ready to fall over dead. Like, it's the first conversation I'm actually having with the man, like for real. So it was amazing. It was really just, God, it was just incredibly moving and blah, 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 and this and that. It's like, Thanks. Hey, Frank Miller. Yeah, thank you, Frank Miller. Like, I might, like, cry and throw up. I can't, I can't handle Can this. Can you move to the left while I vomit from joy? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I like the book a little less now. I'm not yeah. going to lie, Judd. <laughs> Should have kept that to yourself. <laughs> That's yeah. an awesome experience, man. So from, from that, the book blew up, and then you, and you started working mainstream books. Yeah. Green Was Green Lantern the first? Yeah, it was the very first. You did, um, a run on Green Lantern, um, were, were you... Uh, it gave another character had had HIV, right? Or, or actually, no character came out as gay? Excuse me. Yeah, well, this was I started doing my run not long after Matthew Shepard was beaten to death, and Bob Shrek had this idea originally with Ron Mars, who was the writer before me, but they never quite got the story together. Ron Mars from Parallax Infamy. Exactly. Yeah. You hear booze all over this. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, because of Ron, a lot of things happened, guys. Yeah, yeah right. You know, you, you know, it was it was good it was good stuff at the time, and gave us Kyle <laughs> Rayner, which was fun. Um, but Bob and Ron had this idea about introducing a gay teenager who eventually would be um, a survivor of a hate crime. Um, so that's what we did. You know, so from like issue one, I introduced this character and we slowly evolved this story. The story of him coming out was a bit much longer than the hate crime. And uh, in hindsight, I think I would have, um, we did like the hate crime thing and all like in two issues and had some aftermath. It was very after school special. This was a while ago. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like 10 years ago. So Was I Ben mean, Affleck on it, like taking steroids? Have you seen that after school special? I've heard so There's much a, about Oh, it. it's so great, man. It's awesome. There's a Voyage of, he's on a show called Voyage of the Mimi also, which was something they showed wow. in elementary schools. Yeah. And it was like a science show about kids on a boat. So check out that. If you is guys it, are is it horrible? big is it Ben Affleck all- fans, I mean, in fourth grade, I'm not going to lie, it was all right. They had a boat. That's all I needed at <laughs> fucking eight years old. If you had a boat, I was down, man. I didn't care where that boat was going. <laughs> so you worked on Green Lantern, and then yeah. you and then you um took over uh my, my favorite personal superhero uh in the world. You you started writing for Green Arrow, so, yeah. right? And yeah. you did an amazing run on that. Thanks. Um. And you actually, uh, to tie things a little bit together to the Smodcast Network, I think you gave me a, uh, AIDS, right? I did. Kevin created her, yes. and then you gave her AIDS, man. Yes, I did. You owe Kevin an apology. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I think dude opened the door. I was actually, I was actually. I mean, that was a I assumed he was going to do it. I, I mean, when, when, when Mia, when he created, for those of you who don't know, Kevin Smith created a, a character named Mia Dearden in, in yeah. the Quiver series with Phil Hester, yeah. who was the new Speedy, and she was a drug-addicted former prostitute, mm-hmm. and like, it, it was dark, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I thought, when I, well, when, when I read it, I thought two things. One is that, like, okay, she's gonna be Speedy, and yeah, she's eventually gonna, you know, uh, test positive. It, like, got, it was it, screaming I mean, out to me. No, yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, then Kevin backed off on making her Speedy, which, Made sense, because I think you heard the outcry, because he made her so young, he made her like 17, it's like, you know, would Green Arrow in this day and age actually put a teenager on the streets? 
I um, say sure, why not, man? That's why I did it's it. It's Ollie. You well, don't we, give a fuck. No. Well, we called it out. We actually made her have a 17th birthday. 17 made her a little older. <laughs> You're like, and now also, you can fight crime. Kind of. And that's also, actually, and we made her testing positive, one of the reasons why she wanted to do it. Gave her an excuse and also an Ollie a reason to like look past the fact that I'm putting a teenager on the streets. Um, and it was but, great. I mean, it humanized Ollie. Ollie for, Ollie, Ollie is my favorite, uh, help, I mean, Let's not get into semantics. There's Hellboy and there's Ali. I love both of them. Right. But in terms of uh, real life superheroes, Ali over the years has been fucking boxing glove dude and like yeah. random goofy shit. Yeah. You really on your run kind of made him the kind of took it back to the core of the character, which is oh, like a, a liberal like you know it, it's mm-hmm. Batman with 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 a little bit more. Uh, I don't know how to even describe... How would you describe Ali? If, if people don't know the Green Arrow character, or the way well, you wrote him, at least. Well, I wanted to make, I wanted to make him a, a bit of a hypocritical liberal. You know, he is true, like, you know, you always hear limousine liberal, you know, and that's like, it's kind of a bullshit expression. Uh, but in his case, I really wanted to do it. I wanted a guy who would, in one breath, like, preach, you know, about human rights and also the rights of women and whatnot, but also, you know, he screws around. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he cheats on his wife. He's got a fucking hippie beard. I'm sure yeah. he smokes pot every once in a while. Yes. It's unsaid, but absolutely, I would think so, yeah. Thank you, fucking God. <laughs> like, I've been saying that for years, and the fact that you wrote that character just validated my entire life. Like, last week, That's I why told he's someone, the Bruce. last no. week, I told someone Ollie Queen was a stoner, and they were like, why? Because he has a beard? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, sort of, it's fucking the clues are in there, man. It's, it's unsaid. Yeah. Well, that's what sort of makes him a little bit hypocritical. Like, I can actually see him like being a, like more. Th- that can't be us. <laughs> can't be a little bit of a pothead, and also being someone who was totally uncool and Roy. You know, well, and that was little, and absolutely, dude. And the fact that him and Bruce were always best friends. Like, there's something about there's something about mm-hmm. Ali that that they don't give to many other superheroes. Yeah. And that's and that's like a personality. That's what I liked about him. I like that sometimes like he's kind of full of crap. And that's in your run. It really, it really, really struck a chord, man. Yeah, well, absolutely, you. dude. Thank you. Well, um, what else have you been working on lately? What do you got coming up? Anything, anything like fun stuff like I that? Just finished up. Oh, excuse uh, me. Wait, I forgot a major thing, dude. Yeah. You brought back Jason Todd. Though there's, there's that too. Yeah. There's that too. And I want to <laughs> thank you for that because I catch a lot of shit, but I'm, I'm a fucked up person. Jason Todd's my favorite Robin. Oh, thank you. So thank I was you. definitely happy to see him <laughs> back. You know what I mean? He's a troublemaker. That was. I mean, that was kind of a happy accident. I was the, I, actually, uh, Ralph Garman from Hollywood Babylon, I had on last episode when we were talking about this. Yeah. And, and my thing with Todd was like, look, you're a 17 year old kid and some random old rich dude, like, kind of kidnaps <laughs> you and forces you into fucking labor. You're gonna be a dick. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to be Tim or J- Like, those Not are, too those long are the walk. weird ones. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, they'll hop right in. And the ones that are like, yeah, but, exactly. The ones mm-hmm. who get a little too close to Alfred and Bruce immediately. Those are the ones that creep you out a little bit. <laughs> They're a little clingy, look. Jason was like, what the issues. fuck is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I always kind of liked him as a character. I do, I was not part of the vote. I, I, I actually, I've talked about it openly. I, I lied in an interview where they said, which way did you vote? And they're like, this is a good way to button. Did you vote, interview. did you vote to kill him? I didn't vote either way. I I'm saying, did you say you voted fact. to kill him? Yeah, I said I voted to keep, uh, no, I voted to keep him alive, which is, you know, of course I brought him back. No, 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 so, because so. that, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, like, so. look what I got to do years later, right? Hint, yeah. hint. Yeah, so it was, it was a great way to butt in an interview, but I just lied. I, I never called in at all, you know, I just, you know, cause it happened quick. You know, they, they only did it for, like, I think the lines were open for a couple of days. Robin, go Robin got killed off immediately quickly. Like, I think, yeah. the, and I think the, um, the votes for versus the votes against were overwhelming. No, actually, it was. Is like, that not, cause that's what people was, say too. No, it, was yeah. pretty, it was pretty close. Really? It was pretty close, which was surprised them. Which you know, they were surprised that the fans actually voted to kill him, and it was not like one way or the other. It was like you know, thousands of votes, you know, and it was only it was like I don't know, it could have been like less than two hundred thousand people actually called in. Um, There's some parallel universe where Jason Todd never got killed. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I want to visit there. But then Mike Mignola never got to draw the cover, and like the whole world starts spinning <laughs> off its fucking axis. Um, so you brought back Jason Todd as Red Hood, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and for a while there was a mystery of like who is Red Hood, and, and yeah, but Todd. not really. It was like the worst half-ass mystery. I'm like, if anyone actually didn't think it was gonna be him under there, I man, I made no bones about it. Like, hey. It's gonna be him. You know, it's about getting there. It was about getting there. The journey was the destination. And and he's bat and he's and he's still kicking around, right? I mean, yeah, that's what I got coming up. I've got a I've got a three issue arc in Batman and Robin where Jason comes back. Very cool. Back into the scene because he went he he came back and fronted Dick. Yep. I mean, this was when they first started. Now now he's coming back. Yeah, Grant Grant Morrison brought him back with Frank Quietly, you know, the the wild David Bowie ish pill shaped costume thing, and then uh, Jason got locked up in Arkham. So that's where we find him is at locked up in Arkham, and that's where our story picks up. Sweet man, yeah. and, and and it's um it's it's Dick and Damien. Yep. Oh wow! So it's, it's Jason fun. Todd and Damien Wayne in the same comic book. Yeah. Holy shit! Please tell me they like make each other bleed and stuff. Actually, they mix it up a little bit, but the it starts off with we finally we had the first confrontation with him and Bruce since like under the, under the Red Hood, um, which was fun. And when I wrote it, it was like nine pages long. And I realized like I can't do this. It's got to be much much shorter. Like I could have done an entire comic about having them having an argument. I, I dude, I mean, I could I'm, I could you could write a nine hour movie where Bruce <laughs> Wayne and a new really resurrected Jason Todd just talk it out. You know, that's what I was kind of doing. It was just really easy. I was having a little bit too much fun with it. It's like okay, there's going to be some fighting and stuff. I got to get to what I need to get to. <laughs> They're superheroes um, at some point. Yeah. No, but this is actually about when they are forced to, uh, I wanted to figure out a way where they're forced to kind of team up. Because them just beating the crap out of each other, kind of fun. But the flips, but I thought Grant did that, them going up against one another. The I wanted to see what they had, what had to happen if they had to like fight alongside well, the each other. The fact that they all exist well. in the same universe now, it's, yeah. it, and it's, they know each, you know what I mean? Yeah. Inevitably, yeah, that's great, man. So and when, they, they hate each other. I mean, that's the fun part. Especially like, well, I, I particularly like writing Damien because he really, Hates Jason. I like love finds him. him. Uh, what's cool about Damien is he's not a snot-nosed ten-year-old kid. He's an aristocrat. So yeah, he's just, like a prince. Oh God, with blood is, lost man. Like, yeah, yeah, no, he's 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 mean. He is vicious and he's pompous. And he just thinks that Jason's disgusting, you know, and should be locked into a concrete. Oh, room I can't fucking. Do. I cannot. Wait no, he has for some this. fun lines where he's like telling Dick that like this is idiotic. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like, you know, we're just, we're just gonna have to do it. Oh, that right Al Ghul blood. Very cool. Ah, so, so when can we look for that? When's that coming? Uh, it's issue 23, 24, 25. So I think it's coming out in a couple of months. Very cool, man. And yeah. a- anything else you got coming up in the near future you want to tell just, people about? Just writing Power Girl monthly. And beyond that, I can't talk about anything. Uh oh. Big, big stuff is coming. Uh oh. Maybe we'll have to have you back on, dude, when, uh, once you, once you can about talk about it. About a month and a half. About a month and a half, I think. Right, I gotta, so we'll, we'll, gotta wait for, gotta wait from the okay on We'll keep in touch, man. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, on the internet stuff. Like the you can come to judwinnick.com, which I almost never follow up on. But the truth is, uh, DC takes good care of us. I got one of those. Yeah, I just leave it there. And, it's uh, just a website. Like yeah. if you need me, you know where to find me. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, yeah. you know. I uh, books come out, we throw the word out there. So I'm not too. But on that, you can always email me. I that is my that is my actual email address. Uh, judwinnick at frumpy.com. You got problems? Bring it here. Don't get Let a lot. Know. I don't get as much hate mail as one would think, since because that's he's you know. inviting it now. Folks. Yeah, bring Give it. him some hate mail. Bring it, bring it. I mean, I probably won't respond, but I'm curious. You know? <laughs> like many things, yes. Very like, cool, dude. And we'd love to. I'd love to have you back on once you can talk to about on, the big man. stuff, dude. Judd Whitting, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, guys. All right, cool. All righty. Uh, next up, we're gonna switch it up. Uh, we're still here at Wizard World Anaheim. We just spoke with Mr. Judd Winnick, and I don't know if you folks know, but Wizard World Anaheim is like two blocks away from Disneyland. Like, I was leaving the other night, uh, and fireworks started, and I thought it was in my mind, because I'm a stoner, 
And like, I'm okay with that. If that was the case, if I saw fireworks every day and like a doctor was like, dude, you're having daytime hallucinations, but they stayed at just fireworks, I would be so cool with that for the rest of my life. You, fireworks are always awesome. But we were so close to Disneyland that it got me thinking like, what if someone could have mashed this up and we were having this Comic-Con at Disneyland, how that would have been the greatest thing of all time. And we have a Disneyland expert here to help me consult on that. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him. Welcome, Brendo, man. What's up, dude? You wish you were on Real World. I know you do. Or a Road Rules Challenge. Real either. World Brendo Man would be ridiculous. Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, no, it would be. Dude, like, we're fucking, you can see California Adventure, like, from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, a little, maybe. I mean, just lie to people. Oh. Come on, haven't you learned anything? Yes. 99 the Tower of Terror. Dude, we could paint the picture. It's theater of the mind, bro. I can see it. This entire building is on fire now. Okay, it's over. See, like, people at home got really scared and they got really I was happy. scared. I know, I saw you got nervous. We are, like, I pass the Tower of Terror every day on my way here to come to the con. Yeah. What, it, dude, can you imagine if they were holding this thing at Disneyland? Well, like you told me earlier, I think it would be, it would make for some great photo ops. Like, if I could take my picture with Adam West riding Splash Mountain, like, like and they just use, I'd pay $50 for and that. And they can use the naturally built-in cameras and shit, so you like, just wait yeah. for the photo zone That'd or whatever. That'd be fucking sweet. Like, if I could ride, and like, it's so, it's like, it's like your photo op, plus you get to talk to him during the ride, like, and you pay for that. But what it's if, a full experience. what if he was really awkward and like, you tried to talk to him during the ride, he was like, shut up, I'm listening to the ride. Yeah. And like, every, like, He's like, I'm listening to this song. Oh, he was like, how do you do? Yeah, Very he's nice singing along. That'd be awesome. You didn't know Adam West loves the Brer Patch, man. I once got to ride Pirates of the Caribbean with uh, Jeffrey Rush. Did you really? Yes. My friends and I snuck into one of the premieres when we worked there. And we were like, let's go in one of the... Because it was... They had all of um, New Orleans Square blocked off. And they had like fancy food and booze. And so we were kind of poking around and... And then we like, let's go on the ride. And we get on a boat and then I, then like Jeffrey Rush gets on our boat. Did you try to mutiny? Yeah. You're like, it's Barbosa. I can't tell fiction from reality. <laughs> Kill him. Well, it was weird watching him watch his animatronic and he, he just, that knocked, is kind he of couldn't weird. stop laughing. And like, like they're doing the mirror thing. Like he's like moving, like, I am you. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Um, I just feel like, dude, because it's a very similar sort of thing. It's just a different niche. Like, at Disneyland, there's a store right now with 8,000. There's, like, 30 kids online to buy a Winnie the Pooh thing, whereas there's, like, 80, 53-year-old men online to buy, like, a Sailor Moon thing here. Like, it's yeah. very, very similar. Well, you got the pin traders, which kind of remind me. That reminds me of a Comic-Con. There's a Comic-Con every day at Disneyland like, with the... That whole thing. Disneyland does not allow costumes as a rule, but you know if they did, they would get some motherfucking cosplayers well, I worked up in at there. the front gate. We had people try to come in costume rather often. What do you define as a costume? Like false mustache. Is that a costume? Well, no. Like people, like we had a guy that would try and come in like as Jack Sparrow and like we had a guy that tried you to come in. You turned away Johnny Depp, dude. Yeah. Maybe it was, it was, it was him. <laughs> He's like, that guy's a, you don't like Johnny Depp, sir? Oh, you mean the fake Jack Sparrows? I was watching, um, you guys ever see Wild in Alaska? I no. think is the name of the show. It's a, uh, it's like a show about like police state troopers in Alaska. And there was this guy drunk in the middle of the road, like as Jack Sparrow, like at three in the morning. And there was That's a, awesome. he was with a moose. Like he was walking down the street with a moose and he said it was his pet. I watch <laughs> a lot of TV. Um, it was pretty fun. No, dude, but cause like Disneyland is at like, 
let's take the inverse. So, yes, you could mash up a Comic-Con at Disneyland, but what if Disneyland operated more like a Comic-Con? What if, like, Winnie the Pooh charged you 35 bucks for a picture? That would suck. You don't think so? I think this, if, if we're up to Disney entirely, that's what they would do. I think they actually tried to bid that to happen, and like people lost their minds because they were they were gonna make it so you there was Mickey was only in one place, and you had to schedule an appointment with Mickey, and you had to pay for like to even like. You know what would have happened? You would have got like undercutter Mickey's in the parking lot, like I mean, fucking like. Sh- Yo, hey, hey, yeah. man. hey, yo, man, you need Mickey? You got yeah, some like Mickey? bootleg you need some Mickey? Mickey's. Like, I'm the, uh, like, yeah, like a guy in a like some, crappy some movie. dude opens up a fucking trench coat, and there's, like, Mickey Mouse is in there, and they're like, hello. Yeah. They're just really knockoff. Their noses are bent and shit. Yeah, because and, and I think they, to a degree, they do do that kind of shit, like, where if you want the fancy picture with, like, the Disney cameraman, I mean, they they charge a lot for those. Yeah, man. Um, and then if you bring your own camera, they always look put out, like, oh. Who do you think do would win in a fight? All the Disney characters, all the Disney people, all the uh, cast members in costume versus all the cosplayers here right now? Those costumes at Disneyland are pretty tough. I Agreed. Think, but they have swords here and shit. That's true. Like, I don't And those one, the ones at Disneyland are pretty bulky. Like, they're hard to, like, I would really... love to see it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. It would be, like, to see, like, Captain Kirk fight, like, Captain Hook. Holy shit. Someone just made awesome. it. Someone's going home to write fan fiction. I'm sure that's already been done. I mean, a spec script. It's not fan fiction if you call it a spec script, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> um, dude, no, but I, I, it makes me like I, I'm having an amazing time here at Wizard World Anaheim. You're here for yeah, popsicles. Fun. Popsicles, yeah. What did you do? And Brax Derek? the Alien Rocker. And Brax. But I'm not gonna lie, like seeing being this close to California Adventures driving me crazy. You just like, want to go over there, don't every you? Every time the fucking the coaster does a loop, I'm like, ah, oh, I feel my body start to float towards it, like in waking life or whatever. Is like, your past I'm, still I'm having valid? An existential Disneyland crisis. It is for like. How a, have you not gone over there yet? I've been busy enjoying the Comic-Con, man. People have been coming by the bagged and boarded booth. We've been chatting with cool folks. Yeah. I'm totally going to go over there. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I went to my car during lunch break to, uh, to visit Jimmy Moore. Yeah. I, who was a friend who came along. Friend of the show. My foot was so twitching on the pedal. I was like, I can make it to Haunted Mansion and back in like fucking 20 minutes. I've done it before. I know. And I I was on the phone with my dad at the exact time. And you want to say funny, Brendo? This is why Mm. you're such a friend of the show, sir. A, because you were my co-host. But B, I was like, dad, I'm in my car. Uh, I'm smoking. I want to go to Disneyland and ride Haunted Mansion. He was like, go for it. That's awesome. Can you make it in time? I'm like, yeah. Brendo used to do that on his lunch break. He would like, he, but he's, and my dad goes, he wouldn't smoke though, right? I go, no. My dad goes, well, that's weird then. <laughs> so if you smoke and go on Haunted Mansion, totally legit. An adult I'm, move. I'm glad your dad thinks I'm weird. You know what I mean? My dad loves you, sir. Um, your dad also thought I was a mercenary in China. That I'm still, my, I'm still. That, that was my favorite Irwin. We joke. still don't know what what the deal. He, my dad, mistake the word mercenary for missionary. I forgot about that. Yeah. I wish you were a mercenary in China. I wish I was too. Really? That's such a horrible thing to say. You that wish would you be kill weird. people? Not kill people. I'd be a good mercenary. Does that exist? I'd be the mercenary that like rescues people, like, like Chuck Norris and Delta Force. And you're like, shit. hi, I'm a friendly mercenary. Iron Eagle. Do you need me to water the, your? Do you need me to water your enemy's flowers? Yeah. 
I'll do it for no, money. No, I, 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 I couldn't be a mercenary. I don't, I don't think you have it in you, dude. I would. I don't think you have it in you to be a mercenary. What, what would be your, your most desired Disneyland Comic-Con mashup? If you could have a picture with, if you could meet any Comic-Con celebrity at any place in Disneyland, what would it be? Let me hear it. Are we talking about anybody anywhere? Yeah. Like at any time? Hit it. Oh, man, I don't but know. But a Comic-Con appropriate The cast celebrity. of Buffy in the Haunted Mansion. That All would right. be pretty much the greatest thing. You went, went kind of A to B on that. Yeah. You know who I would want to interview? Huh? Spiro Agnew. Spiro Agnew? Yeah. What does that have to do with Comic-Con? Nothing. Okay. That's why it would be so interesting. No, I couldn't think of a name quick enough, and I immediately default to vice presidents. That's very weird. Isn't that a weird thing? It's a disease Shamed I Shamed vice president. No, I would, um, I mean, like you, okay, so Tower of Terror, Haunted Mansion, that's a good one. Just anything on the Haunted Mansion, that would be awesome. Walt Disney's cryogenically refrozen yes. body. Any, in the apartment. There you go. Above there the firehouse. That's my move. I feel like, do you think Walt Disney would go to Comic-Cons if you were alive today? Probably. I feel like that might be something he'd be... I, I think, think he'd be really up, curious about it. I think he'd be it. into it because it's think, all the innovations yeah, and the new things. Totally. And he, he loved little kids, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he built two theme parks, folks. Come on. All right. Let, let's... Uh, he had, ain't a mustache. I mean, let's not go there. Um, Man. Not everyone creepy has a mustache. Me and Brendo have mustaches. And we're the best of friends and the finest of people. And Brendo, yeah. I thank you for joining me, sir. Rock on. This was fun. Check out Popsicles. Check out Popsicles Podcast. P-O-P-S-I-C-K-L-E-S. Do, do your plugs, man. If you guys are going to be here tomorrow, um, me and my friend Phil are over at booth 3071. We got stickers. You can get some Brax the Alien Rock. You know this is stickers. going up on like Smodcast, so like don't just um, say here tomorrow. Well, you can go to BraxComics.com if you're not here tomorrow. There you go, sir. And Popsicles Podcast and BrendoMan.com for everything else. And if you're an astute enough uh, person, you could probably find him in real life and just stalk him. He well, doesn't move that quick. Somebody he drives Twitter, really slow, too. Somebody on Twitter threatened to do that. Like Somebody on Twitter threatened to come to my house. It was kind of freaky. Someone's like... I got this tweet and someone's like, you better watch what you post online or some, so somebody can't find the Brendo mansion. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that was weird. I mean, well, you gotta stop listing your apartment as the Brendo mansion in the yellow pages. That's your... Well, you know, I, I, you know. If you put in Google Maps, Brendo mansion, it comes right up. I, I know. You gotta change that, man. Made that mistake. It's you, you see a picture of you waving even. Like, (laughs) you timed it perfectly. I'm on the Google Street view. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously the Brendo mansion yeah. you know what i mean i wish i was like somewhere and i saw the google street view go by that i could like do something funny That'd be cool. i hope it i hope it happened for you sir i really yeah. do well like they have a website of funny <laughs> keep, things keep dreaming man. on the google street view and there's two lar- there's my favorite google street view picture is there's one there they found some larpers that are like oh, sword really? fighting like on the side of a road somewhere there's one of austin texas and it's wayne coin from flaming lips sitting in a bathtub on his front lawn with no water in it that's awesome yeah that's cool shit like awesome. that man cool shit like that always happens brendo all right thank you sir thank you for having me you know who else i'm about to have ladies and gentlemen another brave and the bold member is here she's about to come up and wow us with some fucking chatter she doesn't look too happy about it though but it doesn't matter because she's been on the show in like three weeks and I'm about to kick her ass off, unless she does it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Destiny. Hey, Matt. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing? How's it going? How are, is this your, uh, how are you having fun at this Comic-Con? As a booth babe? As a booth babe. Well, that's the thing. You are, you are technically a booth babe here, right? Only because I had to fire the Polish one I already hired. Uh-oh, look at that. Politics. No, but, but I, like, obviously, I'm an extremely good-looking guy, but I wouldn't go as far to say I'm a booth babe. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, um... It's a view on the whole Comic-Con experience that I, I, I don't think I've ever heard before, really. How do you find it? 
Okay, well. Is it creepy? <laughs> is it flattering? Is it weird? Is it fun? Is it fucking? It's creepy, flattering, weird, fun, fuzzy, sweaty. Where did the fuzzy fucking come in? Is and it that dude with the foxtail? Because I saw a dude with a tail, man. No, but this guy came up just as Predator. It freaked me out. He stood up behind me. But the weirdest thing is when guys come up with... You want to know what's even creepier? He's sitting next to you right now. <laughs> Predator reference. Whoa. Sorry. Guys come up with uh, video cameras. And they're like, oh, can I get your picture? And you're like, yeah, sure. But really, they're zooming in on your tits. And you see the red light going on. And they're recording. And they go up and down your body. And they go, thanks. You know what you should start away. doing? Like, fucking put... You know, they, they have those YouTube videos where if you watch it for like 30 seconds that witch pops out you should put something scary in your cleavage that way if a dude looks at your boobs you're just like ah like a fucking little monster like Quato from Total Recall pops out of your fucking shirt or whatever we could have fun man I mean, I'm not saying that. You could just pop out. That's scary enough, right? Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, what, what, um, you're here promoting. What are you doing? Fucking micro machines. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. <laughs> What's the difference between a Hot uh, Wheel and a micro machine? It's Hot Rod. Drag racing. Hot Wheels is a real car? Well, they um, the whole thing is that they sponsored uh, Snake and the Mongoose. Give your plug, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snake and the Mongoose, which are like an epic drag racing rivalry, and they went to Hot Wheels to Mattel, and they got they turned drag racing from nothing into like a million-dollar sport. And that's what we're here supporting is the movie, which is going to come out in springtime. It's a movie about people who race micro-machines? It's about the guys because they had this this rivalry, I guess. Did they? Did they have? Did you have the case? It was a micro machine case that was shaped as a micro machine. What? I I don't know what a micro machine. Do you guys know? Am I right? Am I wrong? There's is that that like micro machine? No, they're like fucking little toy car tiny things. Oh, you gotta do some research, man. I don't understand. Well, I mean, they invented the Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels? What? They invented Hot Wheels? No, they didn't invent Hot Wheels. <laughs> it's just Hot Wheels were the fastest little cars, and they were the fastest big cars, so they were like, duh. I am so fucking confused. You know what? I might have to go check out their panel, so I, I like, honestly, I'm very curious panel. now. We already had the panel. You didn't come. You are not helping me out here whatsoever, <laughs> Destiny. I'm going to do some research, because, like, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night until I figure out, like, what happened with Hot Wheels, and there's a guy named Snake and Mongoose. Okay. Um, you've been to Comic-Cons before, right? What? Like San Diego Wizard, and you're into you're into comic books too. Like you're a fucking huge Thor fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> why are you Why are you so like shy about that, dude? You're at a comic convention right well, now. Oh, I don't know, but um, no, I went to the first Comic Con I went to was San Diego Comic Con two years ago, I think. Did you and read comics growing up and shit? Not, no, I wasn't allowed to play video games. wasn't allowed to watch TV. I had to wear pants until I was twelve. I moved here with an eye patch, a bowl cut, and a Texan accent, and a pair of overalls. Wait a minute. What do you mean you had to wear pants until you were twelve? It was like religion. I wasn't allowed to talk to boys. I went to Girl Scout camp for. That's a religious thing where you have to wear pants. Huh? I don't know. It was something with my purity. I think your parents made up a religion. Huh, They're no, like, you have was, to wear pants. Like you can't play video games, and you have to hop three times on your left leg before you go to sleep at night. <laughs> no, it was like a figure skitter. Were you in a cult, dude? Not that I know. I'm finding out a lot of shit about you on this fucking episode, Destiny. (laughs) That would make more sense, I guess. Uh, What do you think of the other booth babes, man? Are you like scoping? Are you like walking around being like, psh, psh? I'm not allowed to walk around. I actually have to stand in the same place for 10 hours. So are you like, are you like, did you build a really long periscope to scope out the other booth babes? Fashioned it out of like masking tape and the handouts that like the dude from Geep Escape or whatever have been giving out. No, but there were booth babes coming over to us to take pictures with us, so I felt pretty good. All right, all right, man. That, yeah, that's what, that's how I feel. Big tits are scary. Right? Oh yeah, they're fucking horrifying. (sighs) Oh, give me nightmares. (laughs) Shit. She's like, Can I take hostile, f- hostile three is just called hostile three. Fake tits. <laughs> it's just a torture porn. Torturous, I would watch that. Torturous porn. 
There you go, man. Um, what, what, what's been the, what, who, who's been the highlight of uh, this for you to see? Because you're young. Do you know any of these people who are here? I know the guy who played Hercules. And then the guy that plays the Ghostbusters. I don't know their names. <laughs> the guy that played Hercules. The guy that played the, the Ghostbusters. Twins They're really funny. They say things at the same time without meaning to, like twins, you know? <laughs> they, they might mean to. It might, be, like, it might be a little oh bit of a routine God, they're working nails. on. Same time, and I'm thinking about Roger. And then, like, you ha- go around the corner, I guarantee you, that, that some dude walks up. They're like, oh, my God, your nails. $10 a picture. <laughs> my name's Electra. No, I'm joking. No, they are very cool, actually. Yeah. But I, I, everyone here is uh, everyone here is on their grind, man. People are, people are this is what they uh, do, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, I saw the grind reference to Grindhouse. No? Wow, no. Nah. <laughs> You're losing me here tonight, man. Kick me off. <laughs> I should have. I should have kicked you off. Maybe. Well, you usually do. Destiny usually does a segment with like celebrity interviews. I usually get drunk and go out and walk up to random celebrities and ask them what. She asked like Joey Fatone from Backstreet Boys all in sync questions, which was like made me so incredibly fucking happy. Like, and so, so, uh, so maybe tomorrow we'll send you around the con and, and you could do your thing. We'll grab you. We'll do, take your little recorder. And we'll, I was we'll, going to con it up anyways. Well, then it's a plan, man. Then tomorrow. So we'll, so we'll hear more from Destiny, uh, next time on the next Brave and the Bold. We'll have some little celebrity, celebrity interview segment slivers. Maybe you could explain to these fucking people what the micro machine I'll thing is. I'll just go up recording. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't even ask. Just illegally record them and follow them to their cars after. Write down their license plate numbers. Get me the VINs. We can work from there. Destiny, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We got, uh, we got another, well, folks, you know what? We're here at a Comic Con. I'm looking at all you fine folks in the audience and I'm thinking, you know what? I, 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 uh, I want to talk to one of you guys. Who wants to be on Magnum Border right now? Anybody here? I saw a hand go up first. You, sir, come on down. Give it up for this gentleman I don't know. This is the first time I've ever done this, I think. Look at me. I'm like a raconteur. What's up, man? How's it going? How are you, brother? Just jump on this mic right here. Either mic. What's, what's your name? Uh, I'm Anthony Bench. ASL Anthony Bench? Yep. Right on, man. Where are you from? Um, all around. Uh-oh. Originally San Luis Obispo. Can I use the mic stand? Yeah, totally, dude. Excellent. San, so you're from all around, all around California? Uh, lived in Arkansas for a year. Lived in Arkansas? Yeah, that sucked. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't imagine great things about it. No, no, it was... It was weird because I lived in California all my life, and then my family moved to Arkansas for some fucked up reason. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry. And um, like witness protection being the fucked up reason. No, my grandpa was from there, and they wanted to go back to their roots, I guess. And um, if roots involve like hay and like no running water, I feel like you should leave those roots best uh, well alone. We lived on a 643 acre ranch. Holy shit, man! And yeah. I was like comic book kid all my life like rollerblading and you went from growing up in socal reading comics yeah, to moving yeah. to a fucking you're like a sitcom yeah it's fucked up you got someone's got to have a theme song for it you used to love comics now he loves the smell of hay hell yeah yeah down in arkansas um so what, what was that like going from a, from a comic book fan you know you you were you said you were a roller skater you just do shit like that uh, yeah i used to rollerblade you were a cali kid man fat now, so. now you're on a fucking ranch what was that like uh um, well, we went to, to this, it, it was back when I was in elementary school. We went to this elementary school and I was wearing all black and a bunch of kids walked up to me and they were like, kind of depressed or something. It's like, no. Do you- that would have depressed. I would have been like, now I am, man, because I just got judged by the new people in my town. What a welcome. Yeah. Where the fuck you from, boy? And I'm like, 
I'm from California. You should have been like, I'm from the magical land where we all wear black and have magic powers. I'm from Middle Earth. Yeah, dude. I am an Uruk High, motherfucker. Um, did they not wear black in Arkansas? We wear pastels here, city feller. Nah, it was just... You better get some turquoise on you or we ain't gonna take to your con. It, it was uh, Wranglers and cowboy hats. Right and They were like 11. Did you ever adapt to the cowboy hat? No. I like, and I'm not from the south. I'm a New Yorker. I lived in Vermont for a while, which is far from the south. I I get the cowboy hat thing, but I don't get it in a way. Because like, do you watch The Celebrity Apprentice? No. Anyone here watch Celebrity Apprentice? Oh, come on, folks. It's the best show on television. There's a guy on that right now named John Rich, who's like a, a country music singer, I guess. And he's like a super intelligent guy. Like, I'm a fan of his. Hat never fucking comes off. Are they all bald like me underneath? Pretty much. Could that be it? Yeah, my uncle is a Like, if you take their hats off, the top of their skulls go with them or something? <laughs> like, they're born with the 10-gallon Stetsons fused to their fucking brain? That'd be sick. Would that be fucked up? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting. You should work on that, like man. A, yeah, yeah. Seriously, like eugenics a or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you weren't. You were going with fiction. I was going with real life. <laughs> I was like, you should crack the code, the genome shit, man. Um, I, I should perform like uh, amateur surgery. Absolutely, on them. Just so, fucking scalp them like back in the day. So what was it like being the only Cali kid in a, in a in a Arkansas farm town? It was me and my stepbrother. And um, we didn't get along until, like, this period. And then this was the only period of time, like, in our life where we did get along. Because you both wore black. <laughs> no, no, no. He was he was kind of popular amongst them. But then they found out that he was my stepbrother, so they kind of picked on him. And it was a whole, like... Oh, shit. This is, like, yeah. a fucking teen melodrama movie thing. No, like, no, no, no. Right, no. Brendo, this is so up your alley. <laughs> like, this is, like, an episode of something, yeah. It, it, it might sound that way, but it got really comical really quick because they had these assumptions because we were from California, like, you know, uh, y'all know movie stars. I was like, no, no, don't. Y'all have big-ass mansions and shit? No, dude, I... I grew up in a mobile home <laughs> like you should have just fucked with them you're like yeah i, sh- I grew I up in a mansion with burt reynolds hello yeah like <laughs> not only do we all have mansions <laughs> movie stars come with the mansions you get to pick one yeah and every t- few years you could trade it in like a leased car it tom- was burt reynolds now it's todd bridges <laughs> tom cruise dated my mom yeah it's exactly really weird. Dude, he's yeah. in the rim jobs and shit yeah exactly yep, rim job callback <laughs> thank you sir you're like my mom was you're on the scientology list of like it could have been katie holmes or my mom you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool if your mom was dating. Only in the sense that, like, I don't know you, so it wouldn't have affected our, like, life together. But meeting you right now, if you were like, my mom dates Tom Cruise, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, man. What's that like? But we can't have that moment. So. No, nah, no. Nah, and I'm, shame. I'm not clever enough to come up with it. It's all right, dude. I can't, like, come up with it. So once, so once the kids in Arkansas knew that, like, you're not, it wasn't, you weren't fucking from, nine, from Beverly Hill. You weren't from West Side High or whatever. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? I, I moved from uh, Pismo Beach to Bakersfield, and then from Bakersfield to Arkansas. Yeah, you didn't. Bakersfield ain't exactly fucking Hollywood. No. Yeah, yeah. No. The people in Arkansas should have felt bad for you. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Seriously. Um, no, but they were always picking fights with me and my stepbrother, and it was the funniest thing because they would fight like old school with their, you know, dukes up. They and would shit. do the fucking duke they, thing. They would do that shit. They oh, would do that. I still shit. want to meet someone who just meet their yeah. first instinct in danger is just. <laughs> and in no way am I saying, you know, like I'm a badass or anything like that. But when I was young, you know, like I wanted to be a Power Ranger and shit. So I asked, "Fuck yeah, um, dude!" I like I read. That's the thing. Like I, yes, I've never been in a yeah. fight in my life, but I've like read enough fucking comic books that like I could throw down with Galactus if need be. <laughs> Fuck some redneck in Arkansas, okay, buddy? I could kill. A, I could take down a Planet Eater. Yeah. Um, but we took some karate classes when I was like seven and shit. And, you know, 
we got into all these like fights with kids who just hated us because we were from Arkansas and we talked funny. Um, from California, rather, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Sorry. See, I'm I'm correcting your own life for you, man. Yeah, shit. <laughs> your biography will be out. In I don't March. have notes. I I need notes. <laughs> um, no, but uh, they would call us out on cheating because we were throwing kicks, and apparently that's cheating. Yeah, it was fucked up. To kick is to cheat. Yeah, yeah. How do they? Oh, because they do the Duke fighting. They, they do the straight up, like you know. You know what you should have done? Try to take their fucking cowboy hat off. Boom! Instantly <laughs> decapitated. Remember, they are fused to their heads. We, yeah. we found that out. Yeah. How did you get out of Arkansas? Like, put their brains and shit. <laughs> How did you get out of Arkansas? How did you get back here? How did you wind up in this very room today, sir? Um, well, in, in from... like thirty seconds, in like a very short version of your life story, if you can. Yeah, sorry, I ramble on. No, 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 uh, I don't mean that. I mean like that seems like if someone were to be like, "Hey, describe the last twenty years to my life," I'm like, "You got twenty years? <laughs> I'll be forty by the time we're done, but you'll be caught the fuck up." Well, um, my family kind of had a falling out with um, my uncle. And we moved back to um, Nevada, which okay. I had never lived in Nevada. It was kind of the Tahoe, Reno area. A very nice fucking yeah, area. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was That's really like the cool. good Nevada, dude. Um, unfortunately, I got into a little bit of trouble with the school, and I moved in with my grandparents. Oh, who, shit, what'd you do? Uh, <laughs> I, I got... If it's it. fucked up, don't say it. Like, if it's illegal... No. Okay. No, um, just... We, like, I was punk rock back in the day. I had blue hair and shit, kind of wild. And, um, it was. Did you right. have a mohawk? No, no, I, I, I had th- livery spikes. Though. How do people do that? I don't, uh, we used glue. No fucking yeah, way. Yeah. We used glue. Man, people with hair are weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you had blue hair. You got, you got in trouble for having, so you were like a punk rock kid. Yeah, yeah, punk rock kid. And, um, just really rebellious. And the teachers were, making it difficult just because of the way we looked. We got sent to the office because Columbine had happened. You're like Damien Eccles, dude. Who's that? Oh, I see him. Uh, uh, like, Sorry. The, uh, what was that? Robin Hood, the West Memphis, West Memphis trio or whatever. Those three kids who were convicted of murder just because they were goth kids oh, listening to Marilyn oh. Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I didn't mean to get serious. Holy no, shit. No. Someone say rim job. What the fuck? Um, no, no it, was, it was totally uh, profiling just because of the way we looked. We got rounded up, all the kids, even kids we didn't hang out with, the metal kids and shit. Um, like on Simpsons when they promised them the motorcycle or whatever? <laughs> When the superintendent comes to visit, you remember that? Yeah, pretty much. But it wasn't as fun, I'm sure. No, for you. no. yeah, yeah. Um, so you got kicked out for being like a punk. Yeah, and we got um, put in the office, and they told us, you know, well, because we have some concerns, and uh, just because, you know, how's your your home life? And I was like, oh, uh, it's fucked up. It's, I, <laughs> I bullshitted. Like my my family is perfect and everything like that. But we looked at it as an opportunity to, for like 15 minutes to get the fuck out of class and just bullshit all our made-up problems to a school psychiatrist. Yeah, that's probably not the best. <laughs> just just from judging from enough sitcoms or like movies where some kids like he touched me and that's not true. Yeah, probably not a good idea, man. <laughs> it, it didn't go that to pretend, far. Yeah. yeah. But, but, <laughs> uh, it, it should have. That would have made a much inter- more interesting uh, story. story right now. Yes, yeah. absolutely. If you told me right now that your parents were currently in prison because you falsely accused them of something, <laughs> totally interesting, dude. What? Like, you'd be the most interesting person I've met today. And I met the guy who like voiced that. Roger Rabbit today. <laughs> Shit. Uh, there's a South Park No, totally. Like exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, just got into a lot of trouble, and I figured it would be best if... Um, Moved in with my grandparents. You are kind of in like witness protection. Man. Yeah, yes. I figured that shit out. All right. And I moved uh, 
to San Francisco. Now I'm living in Anaheim, actually. Oh, very cool, dude. And yeah. what brings you here? You're just a comic book fan? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's your Definitely. favorite comics going right now, man? Um, I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. Are you? Yeah. So was that cool to hear John yeah, Winnick? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, really yeah. was. It really was. Um, Are you digging the Jeff Johns stuff currently? I love Jeff Johns. Like, it's a sick, like, fascination with me and Jeff Johns. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's for another fucking show, man. Uh, yeah. Are you, you going to go see the flick? Are you psyched for the movie? Oh, my God, I'm so psyched. You see that WonderCon yeah. footage? Oh, dude, I was there. Were you really? I was there, yeah. Oh, shit, I would have been like, we are the core with everyone else yeah, on the fucking yeah. screen. Yeah, no. Um, You're like, everyone call me Kilowog, and everyone laughs. You're like, no, fucking call me Kilowog, and everyone's like, security. <laughs> this guy likes his footage way too much. <laughs> the coolest moment I ever had um, with my like Green Lantern love was at Comic-Con 2010, I think, me and some friends, we went to go see the uh, Green Lantern First Flight movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, Bruce Tim had everybody stand up. Bruce Tim, if you guys, I'm sure you guys know who Bruce Tim is. He's a producer for all the animated stuff. He did. He did the Batman animated series with with Dini. Yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah. working on the new. I think uh, is it Ultimate Spider. I don't know if he's involved in that, but he's done a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's nowadays just sticking with the uh, the movies. I, I'm not okay. Sure. Right on. I'm yeah, not yeah. writing a bibli- uh, biography on. Um, but he had everybody stand up and do the Green Lantern oath. Oh, that's fucking dope, was, man. Yeah, I was the only one in my friends, like, nerdy enough to know it and shit like that. But Everyone in the audience is like, in brightest day and blackest night, none uh, of us will ever uh, have sex uh, ever uh, again. <laughs> Green Lantern's might or something, I guess. I don't know. No, I, I think the Green Lantern movie is going to make... I just thought of something. A Green Lantern fleshlight. Boom. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boom. That's your oath to fucking Oa right there, cats. <laughs> Someone get on the fucking horn. Holy shit. It's like time sensitive. Like that movie's coming out soon. We need to get this going. Um, you're, you're, you're my, I'm gonna make millions of dollars off of you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Cause what comic book geek doesn't want to fuck a Green Lantern? Oh, seriously. I don't. Uh, I was kidding. Oh. You know, I might try it once or twice. Who knows? You might like it. Not even, uh, Bodica? You wouldn't fuck Bodica? What's that? Oh, uh, she's the green lantern. Oh, that's the yeah. human lantern. No, no, she's not human. Oh, I meant the actual fucking lantern. Oh. I meant oh. the lantern you charge shit in, dude. I didn't okay. mean like a fucking fleshlight Hal Jordan. <laughs> what are you, a weirdo? No. Yes. I meant like the yes. lantern, man. Come on. That way you could say in brightest day and blackest night and then bloop. What about a green lantern cock ring? I mean, okay, see, <laughs> similar. Now we're, dude, now we're talking. We're making green lantern sex right, toys, man. Yeah. We got a business plan. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, thank you, Anthony Bench. Where can we find you online, Anthony? Uh, you can't. I'm. I'm are you not on Twitter? Person. Are you not? A, are you not a social networker? No, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter name is This Game Cheats, but I don't even know how to use it. Um, I'm on Facebook, I guess. He doesn't know how to use that either, though. He's like, I do stuff, man. I don't know. I just people ask me to sign up for shit, and I'm like, whatever. I used to be a punk. Dude, I'm Anthony. such that person. Dude, thank you very much, man, right. Anthony, thank ladies you. and gentlemen. Let's see, we're going to wind down, folks, but we got another Brave and the Bold member t- coming up to chat with me, someone who's been here all weekend, and I think he can uh, talk about the experience a little bit further and what it's been like for uh, Bagged and Boarded here at Where's World Anaheim. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard him last week on the Ziggy Marley episode. Give it up for Matt Cruz. What up, dude? What's up, bro? Hey, first and foremost, you are 18 years old. Yes, sir. Which will contextualize everything that comes out of your mouth. Thanks. All right, you should all know that. Uh, how's it been going, dude? It's been great. Because it's like, yo, look, there's fucking uh, the original Catwoman. You're like, Michelle Pfeiffer is here? Yeah, we went around, me and Brenda went around the floor, and he was getting angry at me. I'd be like, he'd be a... Uh, Who didn't you know? Oh, I, everyone. Who did you know? Rikishi. Okay, so out of it, I was very excited. You knew Rikishi Fatu, the wrestler. Yeah, right on. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there'd, there'd be people, uh, there'd be women, and he'd be like, "Oh, she was from Baywatch." I'm like, 
The fuck is Baywatch? Erica Olaniac. <laughs> yep. I, everyone spotted her. You don't know what Baywatch is? No. Oh, I like, it's like the name. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Thank you. Come yeah. on, dude. Whatever. Dude, everyone loved Baywatch. It was on for like eight hours a day, and then they, they went to nights, and then they were in Hawaii for a little bit, okay? I was, I was probably like a sperm. You were not alive yet. <laughs> you were not. You, 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 you were, you were the ejaculate Hasselhoff fucking busted on some extra or whatever in season three. <laughs> Hasselhoff could have been your dad, man. Oh, that'd be great. Um, I'd be so, huge in Germany right now. Yeah. Ooh, what a, what a pun. So, uh, what's it been like, dude? Uh, is this your, you, have you been to a con before? I've been to WonderCon, and that's it. In San Fran. Yeah, in San Which Fran. is a very different sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what, do, what do you, what do you think about the whole con experience, bro? You're not, are you a comic book geek? I am a comic book geek. Why do you say it like that? Like, I'm supposed to know you? Yeah. No, I guess not. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm big on Jeff I know you Jones like right. rapping. All of a sudden, he was like, I heard there's a freestyle battle. I'll be, I'll be back. Half an hour later, he's like, I didn't get the battle. <laughs> Folks, if you go to Comic-Cons and like the battle freestyle rap, find this guy and... Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll come find me. I'm going to be in uh, Comic-Con in uh, Saturday in San Diego. So if you come find me... Are you talking about... You're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con yeah. in like five months from now yes. on Saturday. Yes. Come and out plan. of the 300,000 people there, yes. if they find you yes. and they don't know they look like, just start fucking rapping at yes. you. <laughs> start just, rapping aggressively at you. Yeah, just, start, just start rapping at uh, random. Just, like, just drop your fucking giant whatever current movies coming out swag bag that they give out at the door. So it'll be like yeah. this summer, it'll be like, drop your giant Avengers fucking X-Men first class bag and be like, hey, yo, Matt, you looking whack. Like, you know what I mean? Just start rapping at random Mexicans. Like, they're going to be rapping at janitors and come <laughs> in the convention center. Just assume everyone of, of a certain skin tone is Matt Cruz and yeah. rap at them at all times. Yeah. Dude. Um, what, what, you, you're, you're not like a real big comic book guy, right? I'm, I'm medium. I'm like lukewarm. <laughs> So, You're like a lukewarm like, comic yeah, book lukewarm guy. Comic what book what guy. comic books are you currently digging, man? Uh, I'm big on, of course. It sounds bandwagon, but I'm you know brightest day. So I'm a big Jeff Jones guy. Yeah, if you knew his name, it would sound fucking bandwagon. <laughs> I think Jeff Jones was like the jo- Mass Jonestown Massacre guy or something. No, that was Jim Jones. His name is Jeff Jones, sir. Jeff Jones. There you go. You like the brightest day? Yeah. Did you read the Swamp Thing issue? I did not. I did. Yeah, you wouldn't read that fucking yet. It was dope, right? Yeah. Alec Holland is back. It's not even Alec Holland. What's fucking Swamp Thing's name? I forget. It's been a long weekend, folks. Um, what? Uh, so what's like the highlight of the con for you, dude? You you like wrestling? You like rappers? Yeah. You knew who Little Easy E was? Yeah. Fuck Little Easy E. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> guys, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my next guest, Little Easy E. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, wouldn't that have been dope though? That was like I had the 90210 theme song um, at my booth. And uh, every, throughout the day, I would just go, and fucking look for Zeering to pop around a corner. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, like you're in the wild and you have like a moose call. Like, I was hoping that like Ian Zeering busted through the back of my booth wall or something. <laughs> Steve is here. <laughs> Um, but that didn't really work out. It was fun though. Yeah, we've been, tr- we've was, been trying to call people like yeah. that. We're doing the Ghostbusters theme song yeah. for Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Um, it was, it was either there or them hunting or Brendo hunting. One of them two were gonna Oh, bust no, through. no, that was what it was. At first, I played the 90210 theme song and we were looking for Ian's earring and I was like, he's not looking. Then I looked at Brent, to Brendo <laughs> to see if he was coming. He came charging the fuck up. He's like, I'll be Steve. Um, it's been, it's been fun, man. What, uh, surprising amount of love for fucking B and B, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you've been um, you've been kind of man in the booth throughout the day. I've been I'm like a roving reporter at this thing, right? Yeah. And I, I say that because I just don't like to sit down, <laughs> so 
I walk around a lot and smoke cigarettes. But you've been like, you've been holding down the floor to the Begden Border yeah. booth. We've been yeah. playing the podcast on yeah. a loop kind of fucking deal. Yeah. What, what's it been like, um, meeting cats? Like, do a lot of people know what a podcast Has anyone been like, what's a podcast? No, no one has come up and asked, what is a podcast? Which is, di- which is new because at Smodcastle, yeah. the, the number one question we got was like, what's a podcast? What's cool about Comic Con is you assume everyone fucking here yeah. knows what a podcast yeah. is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been holding pretty true. A lot of people have uh, a lot of time to listen to Kevin twenty four hours a day, so they kind of know who we are. Are you? Are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now, now you're throwing yourself in the, in the <laughs> Mr. Man who's been on my show for three minutes in the history of it. Now it's a we thing. You know what I mean? Oh shit! Um, no, dude, it's it's been really fucking cool. Like it's. It, People actually listen to the show. Yeah. And like real life human beings and shit. Yeah. Like Twitter actually equates to like a real person on the other side with yeah. like either male or female like sexual organs and like two eyeballs usually and like yeah. they probably had parents and like went to school. Like it's a whole backstory. Yeah. That's crazy, like all right? these people are like mini comic books. Yeah. Isn't it cool? I guess if you think, think about, about it like yeah, that, man. Think yeah, about yeah, it absolutely. Like that. Think about it like yeah. that. Who's um who's the highlight of of your of seeing for you here, dude? Of seeing for me, um, it hasn't really been that exciting seeing people. I guess Rikishi. I think that my highlight though was sitting at the bag. That's because you're fucking eighteen and you don't know from quality comic cons like Wizard World. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> I think the best thing was uh, sitting at the booth and then having you sprint back and go, oh my god, Ernie Hudson is in his Ghostbusters uniform. Did I sprint away? Did I say, oh my god, did I say it like yeah, you that? you sounded like that. I probably did you say sounded it like you were from gay. Valley Girl. I probably, I probably did share Horowitz it up a little bit. <laughs> Not gonna lie. That's a clueless reference, folks. Push. Nothing but net. Um, I tried as many times as I can in the episode. Uh, I was very excited because first I saw Ernie Hudson and he was in plain clothes and then like 20 minutes later I walked by and he was dressed as uh, Winston Zedmore and like my, my heart stopped in like a very good like I thought I was going to like wherever he falls that's where he lies. Like they were going to have to pick me up out of a stretcher in front of Ernie Hudson's booth man. <laughs> like I, I saw a Ghostbuster in real life. It was pretty fucking pretty awesome. Um who else is here, dude? Uh, uh, see, so you only really know the wrestlers, really, right? Yeah, I was a big wrestling guy. I wanted to be a wrestler. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Did you used to, like, cool. fucking punish your little brother and shit and shit yeah, like that? I, I did, but she was a little sister, so. Man, maybe we shouldn't talk about yeah. that. <laughs> Makes it, yeah. Maybe that's not, uh, yeah, let's yeah. not, let's not go there. Um, did she enjoy it, at least? Yeah. Thank you. It yeah. was complete. Did your little sister want to be a wrestler? No, no, but she does now. She's like a bully now at her school, at her school because of it. Because you beat the shit out of her when she was growing up? I got a call from my parents like three weeks ago and they're like, your little sister, uh, body slammed some kid today. Good job, asshole. Yeah. (laughs) How old is she? She's 13. Oh man, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta be her mentor, dude. This is when like you guys team up. This is when you like, you're Batman and Robin. No? No. You write a comic book together and then you can come to cons and shit and people will dress up as, people will cosplay as you and your sister. I guess. Really? Wouldn't that be weird? That would be exciting. You would cosplay as your sister and your sister would cosplay as you? Yeah. And it would be really confusing. Uh. And like you go home for family dinner, your parents would be like, go? <laughs> would they say K? My, would they say K? No. Is my... that racist for, of me to assume your parents yeah, would be like, a little, K? A little bit. But I, your last name it. is Cruz with a Z, man. I'll, I'll let it You're like the up. owner of Hover Round. Tom Cruise, you guys know that guy. He's like, hey, I'm Tom Cruise, owner of Hover Round. I'm like, that, you, that is pretty coincidental, my friend. Um, what, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I wanted to see you freestyle rap battle, man. That would have yeah, been the highlight of my Comic Con. That would have been so Because great. you would have just walked up to a group of random strangers and started rapping in front of I'll them. I'll do it. I do it all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Cruise, give him a beat. Oh, I'll just go. <laughs> Uh, look, look. Uh, 
The know if they can handle this, the kid rap in Los Angeles. All things view with you and smartcast evangelists. Way better than amateur, never listen to managers. The only time I say cheese is when I pose for cameras. Yo, you're actually kind of fucking dope. That wasn't bad, right, guys? Thank you. Holy shit. Do you want to, like, do a rap? I meant for that to not go as well as that just went. No. Well, thank you. That was really weird. That was, like, not what I was expecting. You have good flow, man. Thank you. That's a very technical rap term. Watch this. You have very good flow, thank, sir. Thank you. My hat's off to your flow. <laughs> um, maybe you should fucking battle tomorrow, dude. I'll do it. I'll so, do ladies it. and gentlemen, tomorrow, Matt Cruz will be battling at the Bagdon Board booth. Any takers? I'll do it. Come on. Any takers, Come man. Come All right, me. sir. And we will, we will, we, uh, thank you for joining us here again, man. We will, we will catch up from you in the near future on, a. Another Brave and the Bold episode. Thank you, sir. Now that we got like a resident rapper and shit. Yeah. You got homework, man. I want like a song about how like, um, call it like Maddie is the illest. Okay. Maddie is the illest. I'll work on it. Don't freestyle it. I meant okay, I'll start writing it. sat back down or something. I was like, you can no, still no, go. Just I'll write start it writing it. Thank write you. Write it when you go, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Matt Cruz. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Matt Cruz. It's a Brave and the Bold episode. We are here at Wizard World Anaheim, of course. And like, look. It, it's, I've had an amazing weekend. I do have a question though. Where are the wizards? I don't, I don't, I think it would be, what? You do, you did see one wizard. I don't know if one really constitutes a world. You know what I mean? A song, uh, whatever. I just feel like it would be better if there was actual magic and hexing involved and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like if someone pissed you off, you could be like a pox on your house and like, There'd be some kind of plague and like, I, I don't know, like the harvest wouldn't come in right or something. You know what I mean? I want to basically mix old agrarian, uh, feudal, you know, society with Comic-Cons. That's my goal. I'm just mashing shit up this weekend, folks. We got a Disneyland Comic-Con. We got a Ren Faire Comic-Con now. What would be another fun Comic-Con? Comic-Con on the moon. Here's the tough part. You got to get, you have to provide your own transport, everybody. So, yep. See? Snagged out. Um, we're here. I'm going to be here all weekend. We're going to be, I'm going to be chatting with some more cats. There's a dude in the back with a Spider-Man backpack just showing me that. Yeah, Spider-Man. All right. Spider-Man backpack. Yeah. I feel like I'm fucking Tom Green all of a sudden. Spider-Man backpack? Spider-Man backpack. You got a Spider-Man backpack? Spider-Man backpack in the back? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna be here chatting with some more people. We're gonna be cutting this stuff over the course of the next few months for Bagged and Boarded. Uh, Wizard has been very gracious to, uh, bring me out and give me a really cool booth. And I'm gonna be doing some more appearances with them at other Wizard World Cons in the near future. As always, you can check out this show every single week on Smodcast.com and iTunes. We are a proud member of the Smodcast Network. And I say we because I usually have a co-host, but I don't for like the last month, so I gotta stop saying fucking we and start saying I. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna get a tattoo. It says we I, and it will, I'll forget what it means in a day, and then I'll have, to, I'll have to make up a new explanation to people. It's an anagram for fucking wet ears in. I don't know what that means either. I'll see. I'll have to make up an explanation for that. It's like a never-ending uh, cycle. So no, man. Um, this was really fun here at Wizard World Comic Con, and we hope to be doing a lot of stuff in the future. Show is on Smockcast.com and iTunes. We're brought to you by Golden Apple Comics and GoldenAppleComics.com. If you folks are in the LA area, check them out on Melrose Avenue. Uh, we got some really, really cool stuff coming up. If you guys don't know, we just celebrated our... See, I'm saying we right now. I literally just had this conversation with myself. God damn it, Matt. I uh, just celebrated my 100th anniversary last week with Mr. Ralph Garman from Hollywood Babylon. That episode just went online. If you guys haven't heard the show in the past, if you're new, you've got a lot of hours to catch up on. So, like, go on a canoe trip and just bring your iPod. That's all I'm saying. And, like, don't pre-pack food because that's like boring like fend for yourself while listening to bagged and boarded out against nature like you'll never you you will feel so primal it'll be oh 
You'll go home and you'll like get a raise and stuff, and like your wife will be like, "Did you get taller, honey?" And you're like, "No, I just went camping with Matt Cohen." And that's and that's that's basically my message to the world, folks. If I could get that going, so no, check me out every week on uh on this show. You can check me out on the internet on uh, Twitter at at Cameltoad or at Smodcastle, as you guys might have heard. The Smodcastle is moving shop up to uh, the John Lovitz now the John Lovitz Podcast Theater up at City Walk. So definitely check that out. A lot of cool shows coming. We got some crazy guests coming May 7th, folks. Golden Apple Comics. I will be there podcasting live from Free Comic Book Day with, oh, I don't know, Robert Kirkman. Um, I don't know, Chekhov from Star Trek. I don't know, Mark Andrago from the True Blood comic. There's crazy shit going on. Destiny will be there. Maybe if she learns how to podcast, Matt Cruz will be there. He will rap against you. Brenda will be there. He will tell you Disneyland stories. It will be a Baghdad border adventure. And I thank you folks for coming along. On that very fine note, I'm Matt Cohen. It's been Baghdad border. It's been real. What? And what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Pimp Corner. Grab a seat and get ready for some excitement. I'm Matt Cohen. How are you? Thank you for listening to Bagged and Boarded live from Wizard World. Uh, for more Bagged and Boarded as always... As always, or as always, it's up to you, really. Check out smodcast.com and iTunes, uh, baggedboarded.com. To find me on the internet, check out cameltoadproductions.com. Uh, alright, here goes the Twitter crew. I'm on Twitter at cameltoad, Brendo's at brendoman, Destiny's at dialogica, and Matt Cruz is at at craftycruz. Uh, for more Brendo Man, check out brendoman.com and braxcomics.com. Again, to email Judd Winnick, it's juddwinnick at frumpy.com. Uh, check out goldenapple.com. See, I can't even get it right, guys. Look what happens to me. I try so hard for you and I fuck up and I... <laughs> goldenapplecomics.com and goldenapplecomics if you're in the LA area and join me on May 7th for free comic book day with Robert goddamn Kirkman and crew. Um, ladies and gentlemen, on that very, very, very doubly note, other than that, folks, uh, remember, medicine is only medicine if you think of it that way. And I'm about to give you some fucking medicine, so open your mouth. That was really weird. Have a good week. Find more funny shit like this at Smodcast.com. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Jen Schwalbach. And here's what's happening every day at Smodcast.com. On Sunday, it's me and Scott Mosier doing the original Smodcast. On Mondays, it's Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. On Tuesdays, it's Blowhard with Malcolm Ingram. Also on Tuesday, my personal favorite, Plus One. That's the one where you and I talk. That is. And you get naked. (laughs) On Wednesdays, it's me and Jason Mewes doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. On Thursdays, it's Puck Nuts with Walt Flanagan, Ming Chen, and Brian Johnson. And don't forget Sunday Jeff. And then on Friday, they lose Sunday Jeff, and it's just Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson, and Brian Quinn, and sometimes Ming Chen taking some abuse on Tell Em Steve Dave. 
On Saturdays, it's Red State of the Union. Highlands of People History, one of the shows iTunes chose one of the best podcasts of 2010. Smarriage at Smodcastle, one of my favorites. That's where I actually become Rev Kev and marry motherfuckers. We sit down, interview them, find out about their entire lives at the end of it. They're literally married. And all of it's free. Don't cost you a dime. Seven days a week, we bring you the free funny. Nice. You sound like a pitch person there, man. What else can you sell me? Show me a little boo. I'll buy. (sighs) Smartcast.com. <laughs>